Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Hello everyone. Wow, 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 wow. I'm here again. Today is Thursday, you know, and it's another session for Renew Your Mind. It is such a great privilege. Okay, such a lovely opportunity for me and I'm sure for you too, for us to gather here online, okay, to share and fellowship in the word of God. And I just want us to start, okay, and commence everything with a prayer. It is very good that we commit everything into the hands of the Lord and to acknowledge him in all our ways. So let's just, let's, let's pray shortly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. Father, as the word of God says, as your word says, that, oh Lord, open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy word. And the Bible also says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding to the simple. Father, as we have gathered here today, let your, your word become light. Let it flood our hearts in the name of Jesus. Grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. That we may know you, O God, that we may know what is the riches of the glory of your of your inheritance in the saints. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Wow, wow. As I said initially, okay. I said that it's a great opportunity for me to be here with you. And so I just want to thank God for this opportunity. I want to thank God. I want to thank God for this lovely opportunity for us to fellowship in his word. You know, the Bible says something about the people of Beria, that they were more noble than the people of Thessalonica, okay? That every time they set through the word of God to find out whether what Paul was saying was was true, okay? Wow, 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 wow. I know you people are uh, just like the people of Beria. And, and today is another opportunity, okay? And I also want to give, you know, honor to my father in the Lord, Apostle Kisia J. Godson, okay? Such a lovely man that he is. He has granted me this opportunity to share, you know, the word of God with you. Wow, wow. We thank God for his life. Amen. Okay. So today we are beginning another session. Okay. Last week we began with the doctrine of salvation. But today, okay, and I promised that we were going to, you know, um, follow up, okay, or, or continue Okay, with another um, another teaching on the doctrine of salvation. But um, so last week we did the legal aspect of salvation, and I said that this week I want us to do or today I want us to do the vital part. Okay, but um, as I was teaching, I realized that there were a lot of terms that were coming in. Okay, there were a lot of um, um, terms that let me just use it for uh, let me just use that word for the meantime. Okay, there were a lot of terms that. Possibly a lot of people will not understand. Okay, very good. So, uh, this week, okay, I want to hold on. We will return to, um, the doctrine of salvation. Okay, but today I want us to, to talk about something. Okay, I want us to, uh, talk about something very awesome. Okay, and it may not be, it may not end today. Okay, maybe next week and then next week too, we'll continue in this same light that I have started today. Okay, very good. All right. Uh, so there are certain terms that I want us to um, to understand. Okay, some of the words that are you biblical words that are used. Okay, very good. And it's very essential that you know we understand these things. Okay, when the Word of God talks about something like righteousness, when it speaks about let's say purity, when it speaks about consecration, okay, when it speaks about sanctification, are we okay with that? Okay, what are the what are the meaning of these things? It is very key because um, our understanding to the word of God, okay, will be determined by our understanding um, in, in, in the use of these things. Okay, when the word of God says righteousness, okay, sometimes the word of God can say righteousness, okay, somewhere, okay, and the meaning may slightly differ from, okay, the same word righteousness used somewhere else are we okay with that and sometimes it looks like i see the bible is contradicting itself but that is not it okay the bible says that god is not the altar of confusion god will never bring anything that will confuse his people are we okay with that okay very good all right 
and everything that God does, okay, anything that God does, he has purpose and he wants his people to understand. Okay, so in the book of uh, Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23, it says that, let him that glory, glory not in his wisdom, nor his riches, okay, nor his might, but let him that glory, glory that he knows me and understands me. Okay, so God has a desire that he wants his people to know him and to understand him. Are we okay with that? Okay, so one of the things that we have to know anytime we approach the word of God, we have to know that the word of God is clear. Okay, the word of God is understandable. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. I know that there are certain parts of the word of God that are very deep. Okay, that um, we have not been able to, you know, settle. Every, a lot of people have different views. Okay, but the basic thing is that the word of God is clear. The word of God is what? Understandable. Okay, if only we will wait on the spirit of God by prayer, okay, and by fasting, okay, and by humility, God will always teach us his word. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, so today I want to start with um, a very interesting topic that I've titled righteousness. It's very simple. Righteousness. Okay. Righteousness, righteousness, righteousness. Wow. Very, very awesome. Because the reason why I want to deal with this, okay, biblical words, okay, biblical or biblical terms is because as we proceed, we'll be using them frequently, okay. And if we don't understand, okay, these biblical terms or these biblical words, we would, we will be found wanting. Okay. So today I want us to, um, 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 um study Okay, or, or, or talk about the word righteousness, righteousness. I hope you've heard it several times, okay? And it appears in the Bible several, several times, okay? Both in the Old Testament, okay? And in the New Testament, hallelujah. All right, okay, very good. So we want to deal with um, um, righteousness, okay, from two aspects, okay? Uh, righteousness in relation to God, okay? And righteousness in relation to us, okay. Righteousness in relation to God, and righteousness in relation to us, okay. Very good. And then how the word righteousness, okay, is used in the relationship between God and us. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. All right. Okay. So I just want to begin first of all with um, um, righteousness as the nature of God. Are we okay with that? Okay. Righteousness. As the nature of God. Okay, but first of all, before we even come to righteousness as the nature of God, okay, let's just, let's just try to understand what righteousness is. Okay, from, uh, most of the times when we, when we hear the word righteousness, we are thinking about being right. Are we okay with that? Being right. But the word righteousness, okay, um, is far beyond just being right. Are we okay with that? Okay, so as we dive deep, okay, um, we'll realize that, okay, Righteousness, okay, for, for the very first thing, okay, righteousness, okay, is not just an act, but, but a nature, okay, and we see this particular nature in God. Are we okay with that, okay? And we are going to take a lot of um, scriptures. Let me quickly get um, my Bible, okay, as we are going to go deep into the word of God. So let's begin with Psalm 11, verse 7. Psalm 11, verse 7. Psalm 11, verse 7. The book of Psalm, chapter 11, verse 7. Now, in Psalm 11, verse 7, the Bible says that, For the righteous Lord, for the righteous Lord, loveth righteousness. Wow. Okay. So I'm saying that the first thing that we, are, we have to know is that righteousness is just not an act. It is a nature. That is the first revelation we need to we need to know. And that is the very essence of God. Righteousness is the very nature of God. So in the in this book, the Bible says that in the in the uh, in the book of Psalm 11, verse 7, the Bible says that what for the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. For the righteous Lord, wow, for the righteous Lord loveth what righteousness. His countenance doth behold um the upright. Okay, very good. Now we look at also Psalm 36, verse 6. Psalm 36, verse 6. Psalm 36, from verse 6. is not far from Psalm uh, 11. Psalm 36, verse 6. Alright, so Psalm 36, verse 6 is, um, Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. Wow. 
He says that thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. Okay, very good. All right. So mostly, sometimes when the Bible talks about deep, okay, it speaks about the sea. Okay, so it's saying that God's righteousness is, is, is as high as the mountains and then it's as deep as the sea. Are we okay with that? Okay, so that is the justice. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Yeah, so as we move on, we'll find that uh, ju uh, judgment and righteousness, they are always linked together. Okay, most of the times when you see righteousness, you will see judgment or justice. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And both are the nature of God. Okay, God is faithful. Okay, or, um, um, or sometimes, okay, I love to put it this way. God is not just faithful. God is faithfulness. God is not just righteousness. God is righteousness. God is not just just. God is justice. Are we okay with that? Okay, so those are the attributes, the very nature of God. So righteousness, okay, is the nature of God. Okay, and the psalmist said that what? Uh, oh Lord, thou art righteous, or the Lord is righteous. Okay, or it calls him the righteous Lord and says that the Lord loveth righteousness. And here it says that your righteousness, okay, is as high as the mountain and as deep as the sea. Wow, that is so awesome. Yeah, so everything that we have said here is just speaking about the nature, okay, of God as being what? Righteousness, okay, or as being righteous. Let's not, um, uh, don't be looking at the grammar, okay. Don't be looking at the grammar. I want you to, to, to look at, um, the very, you know, essence of who God is. Okay. So I don't want to say God is righteous, but God is righteousness in himself. Are we okay with that? So it means that if you want to understand, um, righteousness, look at the person because he's the fullness of what righteousness is. His very nature is righteousness. Okay. And, um, as we are looking at this, now, this, these words, they are kingdom words. They are words in relation to what kingdom. We will come back to, 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 to it very soon. That all these words are what? They are related to what? Uh, um, kingdom. They are kingdom terms. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. But before we look at even the, the, uh, um, righteousness as a relationship. Okay, very good. Or the way God does his things. Or the way God, the procedure by which God, okay, um, um, relates. Okay. I want us to look first of all as the nature of God as righteousness. Are we okay with that? Very good. Alright. So now let's look at a, a particular, um, 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 psalm. Okay. Let's look at a particular psalm. Psalm 102, verse, um, 25 to 27. Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27. Psalm 102. So you can, I, I hope you have your, your notebook and your pen. Here, because we are going to write a lot of scriptures. Okay. Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27. He said, Of old has thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture shall thou change them, and they shall be changed. Now, verse 27 is where I want us to look at. He said, but thou art the same. Wow. But thou art the same. 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 Hallelujah. Now, it means that God's righteousness speaks about his immutability. How that he cannot change. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, let, let's, let's, let's look at Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi chapter 3. That's the last book in the Old Testament. Chapter 3, verse 6. He said, Malachi chapter 3. He said, For I am the Lord, I change not. Wow. I am the Lord, I change not. I am the Lord, I change not. I love that. You also know about the, the scripture that says that Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Wow, okay. Now let's look at more um scriptures to affirm this. Um, um let's look at um let's look at Titus chapter one, verse two. 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 
Titus chapter 1 verse 2. Okay, all right. So we have Titus chapter 1 verse 2. The Bible said that, um, okay, let me start reading from verse 1. So chapter, uh, Titus chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. And verse 2, this is where I want to, um, um, this is where my point is. He said, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. That God that can, no, it is very emphatic, cannot lie. I'll be okay with that. God, which God cannot lie. I'll be okay with that. Now, these things, when we see these things, he said, I am the Lord. I change not. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. Now, what it means is that God is perfect and complete. Okay. God is what? Perfect and complete in nature. Now, human beings, we can improve. We can upgrade. Okay. An evil person can become good. Okay. A good person can become evil. A person can, 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 can say that today I believe in this. Tomorrow he said I believe in another thing. But that is not the nature of God. God is the same. He does not change. Are we, now we are talking about his nature. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. His dealings may change, but his nature cannot change. Are we okay with that? Okay. He dealt with the people, okay, of old, with the Old Testament, but he's now dealing with us with what? The New Testament. That does not mean that God has changed. No, God doesn't change. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. And that is what the righteous, the Bible said what? He cannot lie. Now, let's look at more, you know, we read Psalm 102. He said what? You, all these things will perish, but you, you remain the same. Are we okay with that? Okay. Now, let's look at another subject, another uh, scripture again, uh, from Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. The book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. 19. So in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Wow. You see another, he said, God is not a man. Now, so this speaks about the, the fickleness of man. Are we okay with that? Okay. How man is capricious. How he changes with time. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. Husbands, okay, could, could be very loving, okay, or in quote, okay, from the onset or from the commencement of a marriage, okay. But after two years, three years, they said, ah, I don't like this, this woman. He, he, what, 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 I don't like you again. I, I want a divorce. You know, yes, that is, that is, that is man for you. That is man for you. Are we okay with that? You say, what happened? Why you used to love this girl? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not interested. That is the nature. But the Bible says that God is what? Righteous. And this righteousness makes God stable. He cannot be upgraded. He cannot be downgraded. So God does not upgrade. God does not downgrade in his nature. He's perfect. He's complete. So I am the Lord. I change not. Now let's look at another beautiful scripture. In the book of James chapter 1 verse 17. In the book of James chapter 1 verse 17. James 1 17. James 1 17. James chapter 1 verse 17. Sorry. Okay. So in James chapter 1 verse 17 said, Every good gift and every perfect and every every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning god is not variable he doesn't change that is what that scripture uh, uh, means okay very good if you read it in the nlt you'll get um, the understanding clearly okay now this god there is no shadow of turning in him are we okay with that? God's nature, in God's nature, A is A and B is B. No, God is not like man. Okay. Now, because of this, okay, because of this, okay, it is very easy. Okay. Or oh, yes, I mean, that, that's, that's the word. Okay. It is God, God, God can, is wet fast in his tracks ready. Okay. 
He's reliable. Okay, very good. Why? Because you know that there is stability in God. Okay, he's unchangeable. He's immutable. Okay, if God says this, he's not changing. Okay, concerning his purpose. Okay, now, because God's purpose, okay, is found on his nature. And because God's nature cannot change, God's purpose cannot change. Jesus Christ will come again the second time. That is the purpose of God. And this will never change. Are we okay with that? Okay. Uh-huh. So when God gave a promise to um, Abraham, okay, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17, let's look at something. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17. The Bible says that, okay, let me, let me start from verse 13, okay. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 13 says that, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. He said, for men verily swear by the greater, and an oath of, for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of what? Of promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by what? An oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, Okay, we might have a strong consolation who have fled from for refuge, okay, to lay hold upon the hope set before us. So the Bible says that look looking at the immutability of God, we have a strong consolation. You can rest, you can relax, because you know that this God, whatever he says concerning his purpose, because his nature is untangible. Oh wow, wow, wow. This is the righteousness of God. Because his nature is unchangeable, you can always trust him. You can always put your trust in him. You know, you know, you can't just trust God. You can put your trust in God. Hallelujah. Wow. That's so awesome. Man can change. Man can say, I love you today, but tomorrow it may change because his, his nature has changed. Hallelujah. His mood has changed. He can say, I want to give you this. But his mood will change. He said, you can do something that will cause him to be angry. And he said, I'm not giving you this thing again. Okay. But God's what? God's purpose, God's um, 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 nature is what is immutable. And this is what we call the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So I said something that God's righteousness always moves with what? his judgment or his justice. And also God's righteousness moves with his faithfulness. Now let's look at a scripture in... um. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 13. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 13. The book of Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 13. Okay, it says that what? If we believe not, yet he abided faithful, he cannot deny himself. Wow. I wish I could read another translation. Let me read from the NLT. Let me quickly read from the NLT. The NLT. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2 verse 13. Okay, it said, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. You see, wow, God cannot deny who he is. He is righteous. He is righteousness. And by this, he cannot change. So even when we are unfaithful, God still remains faithful. Because this faithfulness is found on his nature of righteousness. And his, his righteousness is that he is what? Immutable. Glory. Glory. Has God said something to you? He's worthy of your trust. He's trustworthy. You can, you can, you can have a strong consolation like Abraham. You can have a strong consolation like the, the Hebrews that, you know, that left Judaism, okay, into uh, uh, Christianity and were being persecuted. And the writer of Hebrews was telling them that, Charlie, that this our God is immutable. Everything that he has said, you, we, we can have a strong consolation. Okay, and we can hope because this God is what is immutable. This God is what is righteous. Now let's also look at a, a particular scripture in the Hebrews chapter two. So after this, then we can proceed to another thing concerning righteousness. Let's move to Hebrews chapter um, six. Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six. Okay, very good. Hebrews uh, chapter six. Okay, I want to start from verse. Um, 
verse 10. The Bible says that, okay, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Hallelujah. Now, so one of God's righteousness also does not cause him to forget. Hallelujah. God cannot forget because he's righteous. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So this is one of the, uh, this is also one of what the, the attribute of God, okay, the, uh, is, is righteousness. His righteousness does not cause him to forget. Hallelujah. So you are rest assured, God will not forget. God will not change. He remains the same. Whatever he has said will definitely come to pass. Are we okay with that? Okay. And that depends. So God's nature, okay, is immutable because what is righteous is nature. He is righteous in nature. Are we okay with that? Okay. So everything that he has said will come to pass. Are we okay with that? Okay. But most of the, the reason why most of the things do not come to pass in our lives is because even though God is immutable, we, we are not ready to what, to align to him. So we find that what, even though God has said something that will come to pass, we do not what, align. So it looks as if sometimes God is a liar. But no, God can never lie. God can never lie. He will never change. He can't change. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can be rest assured and we can have a great and a strong consolation that God is righteous and he will not change because that is what is nature. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Now, another thing also, when I began, I said that this word righteousness is in relation to the kingdom, is in opposition to the kingdom of God. Are we okay with that? And the nature of the king is that this this king is righteous. Okay. His, his righteousness is in, in his very being, in his very essence. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. All right. Now, the next thing too that I want to speak about, um, righteousness. Okay. Concerning God. Okay. Now, God is not just righteous. Okay. In his nature. God is not just righteousness. Okay. He's not just righteous. Are we okay with that? Okay. But God, God's dealings are also righteous. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, we realize that people's nature determine how they relate. Are we okay with that? Okay. Somebody who is forward in nature will always cheat. So, because he's forward in nature, his dealings will be what? To cheat, to usurp, to take things, to steal. Are we okay with that? The thief, okay, is, is a thief by nature. Are we okay with that? Okay, because there's something called kleptomania. Okay, very good. So that is the nature. Now, because of this nature, you'll find him doing something. He will deal in what? In, 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 in stealing. Okay, in theft. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Now, because God is righteousness. Okay, and I'm saying that forget about the grammar. Okay, very good. God is what? Righteousness in the very being. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. His dealings are also what righteous. The way he relates is what is is righteous in, 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 in nature. So another way by which we can look at the word righteousness, okay, is by okay, looking at you know the way the ways of God, the dealings of God, the procedures of God, okay, the demands and the standard, the requirement of God. Okay, and now because the nature of the king is righteous. Okay, very good. His dealings also in his kingdom, okay, is righteous. Now, let's look at two scriptures. Okay, I want us to look at um, two scriptures. Let's look at two scriptures. Okay, some two awesome um, scriptures. Psalm 89 verse 14 and then Psalm uh, 97 verse 2. I want to take them. Let me take it from the NLT. Psalm 89 verse 14. Psalm 89 verse 14. Psalm 89 verse 14. Sorry. Psalm 89 verse 14. Psalm 89 verse 14. Now let's see. Okay. Psalm 89 verse 14. The Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Okay, so now, let, you see, anytime we come touching a throne, okay, we have to know that we are, we are, we are in the, in the realm of kingdom. Okay, anytime we come in respect to throne, then everything we are talking about is in relation to what, to a kingdom. So the Bible says what? 
Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So righteousness and what? And justice are the foundation of God's throne. Now let's look at Psalm 92 verse 7. Psalm 92 verse 7. The Bible says what? Um, Psalm 92. Sorry. Psalm 97 verse 2. Sorry. Psalm 97 verse 2. Okay. He said that that clouds around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of a stone. Again, the psalmist repeat the same things. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. So now, the Bible says something in uh, Matthew chapter 6, okay, verse 33, that seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Now, I'm saying that righteousness is always a word that is ascribed when we come to things concerning what? The kingdom. Are we okay with that? Okay. So when we hear the word righteousness, okay, very good. It speaks about what? The king. Okay. Okay. When we speak about the throne, okay, the, the foundation of the throne being what? Righteousness and justice. It means that in this kingdom, the way the king relates, okay, is on the basis of what? Righteousness. And this righteousness is his requirement. One, his dealings. Two, his standards. Three, and his procedures. Okay, so the way God relates with his people is on the basis, is on the foundation of justice and righteousness. Are we okay with that? Because God is righteous, his demons are righteous, his standards are righteous, his, requ his requirements are righteous. Hallelujah. So righteousness is not only what the nature of God, but it also speaks about what God's dealings, God's procedures, God's requirements and God's standards. Are we okay with that? Okay. So in Matthew uh, chapter 6 verse 13, what the Bible is saying that seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. So seek ye first the kingdom, okay, and God's requirements. His requirements. His standards. His dealings, the way he relates. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. So for example, for example, okay, I want us to take um, a scripture, okay, in the book of Matthew chapter 5, okay, in the Beatitudes. Now, let's look at something in the Beatitudes so that we can look at God's righteous dealings, okay, or when we come to um, righteousness, when it comes to the dealing, not just the nature of God, but the dealings of God, okay, the requirements of God. Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Okay, very good. All right. So, let's look at... Um, Matthew chapter 5, okay, let's start from verse um, 21, okay, I'll point out something, said, ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment, but I say unto you, that whatso, but that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool shall be in thy gift to the altar, and there, and there remembereth that thy, thy brother hath ought against thee. Leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. So this is God's, this is, this is the way he deals. He said that if you are coming before me with a gift, are we okay with that? Okay. So, so if you are coming before me with a gift, and then you remember that your your brother, your friend has something against you, go back and reconcile. This is God's requirement in his kingdom. This is the way he requires, he requires us what to live with him. These are his standards. Are we okay with that? These are what? Some of his standards. And some of his standards is that what do people have uh, in the Old Testament, okay? He uh, uh, they said that you should not kill. But now I am telling you that what if you are even angry against your brother? Okay, so these are what God's righteous requirement. These are his dealings. These are his standards. Are we okay with that? Okay. Now let's also look at another uh, requirement of God or another procedure of God. Let's look at something. In Matthew chapter 3 verse 15. Matthew chapter 3 verse 15. Now the Bible says in Matthew chapter 3 verse 15, okay, that and Jesus answering him said, okay, let me begin from verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, 
and cometh down to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so for now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Now let me read it from the NLT. Let me read it from the NLT. Let me read it from the Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. Okay, he said that. But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. You see, they change, uh, the end of the change, the righteousness to what, what God requires. Okay, so God's requirement, God's procedures. Now, why is this, uh, why is this so? Okay, let me just explain, let me just chip in something here. Okay, now we know that there was a, an ironic priesthood, okay, the priesthood according to Aaron, okay, and then there is the the priesthood according to Melchizedek. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. All right, now Jesus Christ's priesthood, okay, was according to uh, the Melchizedek. Are we okay with that? Okay, but what God wanted to that, God, what God wanted to do was that He wanted to put an end to the ironic priesthood. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So there was a way, there was a procedure that God wanted to use. Now we realize that John the Baptist, okay, his father was a priest, okay, and uh, in church tradition, mostly they believe that uh, uh, John the uh, John the Baptist's uh, father, okay, that was Zacharias, okay, was actually a high priest, okay. Uh, we can see it in the writing of most of the church uh, fathers. Are we okay with that? Okay, the, the early church fathers, okay, that Zacharias was a high priest, okay. It was it was not categorically stated in in the in the book of Luke. Okay, very good. All right, but in in the place of baptism, what was happening was that John the Baptist was coming into agreement that the ironic priesthood has ended because John the Baptist comes from the lineage of of Aaron. Okay, according to Luke chapter one. Okay, it was stated there that both John, John both uh, Elizabeth and Zachariah came from the from the tribe of Levi. And they came from what? From the uh, ironic uh, um, um, lineage and genealogy. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So John the Baptist in the baptism, okay? So God had a requirement. And this requirement that John the Baptist was prepared, okay? As a prophet and as a priest, okay? By, as a prophet, by God's calling and as a priest in relation to his what? His genealogy and his lineage. Are we okay with that? Hence, he passed on what? He ended the ironic priesthood by, by baptizing Jesus that this thing has come to an end. And now this priesthood has been handed over to you. Are we okay with that? Okay. So that is where the, uh, Melchizedek priesthood was, okay, was instigated. And Jesus Christ took over. The ironic priesthood was, has ended. Are we okay with that? So Jesus said that, no, you, we cannot, I, I, I suffer it for it to be so now. So that we may fulfill all the righteousness, all the demands, all the requirements of what? Of what? Of God. Hallelujah. So another thing too is that what? Righteousness, okay, refers to what? God's requirements. God's being in his kingdom as a king. I'll be okay with that. Every kingdom that you go to, there are requirements that the king, okay, uh, um, um, requires from what? From his people. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. So anybody... That wants to have a relationship with this king, okay, must meet this requirement, must meet this standard, must meet this demand, so that seeking first the kingdom and his what and his requirement. Hallelujah. Now, for example, okay, so many people want to relate with God, okay, and God says that flee from fornication. You cannot have sex with the woman, okay, until, you know, uh, uh, you are married. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. You cannot commit fornication. You, uh, fornication. You cannot commit adultery. Okay, so many people are saying, okay, um, you know, I think if you really love the person and you want to marry the person, maybe you can, you can, you can sleep with the person if you, so far as you, provided you are not going to break the person's heart. No. That is not God's, that is not, that is not God's standard. No, 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 no. God's standard is that what? Free from fornication. Are we okay with that? Okay. So this, this also speaks about what? Righteousness too. Okay. Righteousness is not just what? The nature of God, but his what? His dealings in the kingdom. 
are we okay with that? So seek him first. What? The kingdom and his what? His righteous requirement. The way he does his things. The way he relates. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. His standards. His requirements. His demands. His procedures of doing things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. So, very good. God has a way of what? Of doing his own thing. God has a way of what? Doing his things. Okay. So, anybody that wants to, okay, to live in this kingdom, okay, must do the way, must do things the way God, okay, wants things to be what? Be done. Those, so that also speaks about what? Righteousness. Are we okay with that? So, I hope you are getting it. Okay. So, righteousness is first what the nature of God and this nature speaks about what his immutability. Are we okay with this? So that so God is what God is loyal, God is faithful. Are we okay with that? Okay, God is reliable. Those are attributes based on what his righteousness. The next thing, too, is that God also God the righteous uh, righteousness also speaks of what God's dealing with man. Are we okay with that? His demands, his standards, his procedures of what of doing things. Are we okay with that? Aha, very good. The procedure by which what he does his things. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. For example, anything that is presented to God in the flesh, God will never accept it. He has a procedure. Everything must spring forward from the from the spirit. And because of that, Jesus, according to the book of Hebrews, Jesus must offer himself to the eternal spirit. Because anything that is done outside of the spirit, God will never. God will never accept it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. So now I've spoken of um, righteousness in relation to God. Okay. And we spoke in two aspects concerning what? His nature and concerning what? His requirement or his dealings. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. All right. Now the next thing that I want us to do, I want us to now move on and speak about uh, righteousness in relation to us. Are we okay with that? Okay. Righteousness, what? In relation to us. Righteousness in relation to us. Righteousness in relation to us. Are we okay with that? Now, we realize that in the book, there is a conflict. Sometimes we look at certain things and we think that it is a conflict. Okay? Now, last week, we I said something that in the book of Psalm, okay, I think it's Psalm 53, okay, and then Romans chapter 3. The Bible said that God didn't find any man righteous on the earth. Wow. But before I made that statement, I said something that in the in the in the scripture, I think we should go there. Psalm 53. Psalm 53. Okay, very good. Psalm 53 said, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Corrupt are they and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that do it good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to seek if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. Every one of them is gone back. They are all together become filthy. There is none that do it good. No. Not one. I'll be okay with that, okay? Now, when we come to Romans chapter 3, so we are looking at something. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Okay, very good. So, from verse 9, it says that, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we are before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As this written, there is none righteous. No, not one. So here Paul is quoting from Psalm 53 and said, there is none righteous. No, not one. In the whole of the, whole, the, the, the Old Testament. Okay. But you realize that it's like there is a conflict. Because when you go to the, the Old Testament. Okay. Very good. There were certain people that were termed as righteous men. Are we okay with that? Okay. So we see a whole lot of, you know, righteous people in the in the in the in the old testament okay very good in the book of proverbs um in the book of psalm how the bible encourages people to be what to be righteous okay the upright he will save the righteous he will do this he will do that this man for this man was righteous are we okay with that even the book of luke okay the bible said that 
um, the uh, uh, Paul, uh, uh, um, in the book of Luke, the Bible spoke about um, Zacharias and Elizabeth. Are we okay with that? Okay. And the Bible spoke from the said that what in the Lord were blameless, they were righteous. Are we okay with that? Okay. And Paul also said in Philippians chapter three, he said, touching the righteousness in the law, blameless. Are we okay with that? Now, so what is the meaning of this then? Okay. Now, in the Old Testament, they when we speak about righteousness, we are speaking in relation to their acts, but not to their nature. Okay. In relation to what? Their acts, but not nature. So, they, they were termed righteous by their acts. Okay. According to the law. Okay. But in their very nature. So, the Bible says that when they are corrupt. Are we okay with that? So, before God, the only righteous person in nature was Jesus. Wow. The only righteous person was Jesus. Are we okay with that? Now, when we go to the book of um, uh, uh, um, First John chapter 2, the Bible says that, and um, I write unto you, little children, that ye sin not. Okay? It said, but if any sin, or if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Wow. So, this was the only man that was righteous in his nature. Are we okay with that? Okay? Very good. Now, by, by this nature of his righteousness, are we okay with that? Okay. God set up Jesus to become our own righteousness. Okay. So all the people in the Old Testament were righteous or were terms righteous because of their act according to the law. So Paul says that touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So according to the activities, according to the things that the law demanded, are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. Uh, when I do those things, then I'm blameless according to the law. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. So that is what it means. Are we okay with that? Okay. Very good. Perfectly. But the thing is this. None of them were righteous in what? In nature. None of them were righteous in nature. None of them were right. So all of them, the Bible says that, you know, how God for, for, uh, forbore all their sins in Romans 3. Okay. Starting from verse 23. Is that all are sin and are falling short of the glory of God. Okay, when we go to verse 24, verse 24, he said that, and God through his forbearance, okay, and, and covered all their sins and, and punished all of them in Christ. Are we okay with that? Okay, awesome. Okay, very good. So, we have established that, okay, that anything or anyone called righteous, okay, in the Old Testament was because of what? Their righteous act according to what? The law. Are we okay with that? But they didn't receive salvation through their righteous act. Notice this. So the fact that they did act of righteousness does not mean that they were, they were, they were saved. No. Hallelujah. I hope we are getting that. Okay. Very good. Because the act of uh, the, uh, uh, um, um, the righteousness by nature, okay, comes only by imputation. Are we okay with that? And because Jesus Christ had not died, that imputation of righteousness could not be done. I will explain all this. Okay, very good. So let me come back to uh, what I wanted to say initially. That what? In righteousness in relation to us. Okay, righteousness in relation to us. Now, righteousness in relation to us, okay, is established on Jesus Christ. Okay, now let's read um, uh, these two scriptures. Um... First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty. 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 Awesome. So in First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty, the Bible says that, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. And righteousness. Hallelujah. Okay. Wisdom and what? And righteousness. Okay. So very good. Let me read the, the second one too. In Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. 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 He said, For he had made him to be seen for us who knew no sin. 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So God made Jesus to be seen for us. Okay, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, Christ. Hallelujah, okay, very good. So now, Christ became our righteousness in two aspects. Okay, Christ became our righteousness in what? In two aspects. One, in relation to nature. And two, in relation to relationship. I said what? Christ became what? Righteousness to us. One, in relation to what? Nature. And two, in relation to what? Relationship. Hallelujah. So now, let me begin with the first one. Christ is our righteousness by reason of what? By reason of mediation and reconciliation, intercession, advocacy, and priesthood. So, in terms of relationship, let me let me let me speak about um, um, righteousness in terms of relation. Now, I told you that God has God uh, uh, apart from His nature being righteous. Okay, His dealings, His procedures, His requirements are also righteous. Are we okay with that? Now, let me cite a clear example here. Now, for example, I was, okay, I, I live in my, in my father's house. Are we okay with that, kid? And one day, uh, I spoiled something in the house. I did something wrong in the house by destroying something that my father uses. Are we okay with that? And because of that, my father became angry. So I ran away from the house. Okay, because he decided that he would punish me. So I ran away from the house. Okay, so it means that there, has, there is a dispute between my father, okay, and me. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. There's a dispute between daddy and what? And son. Or daddy and daughter. So, I've run away. So, then, I have an elder brother who came home and was like, where is uh, Delani? And he said, and daddy said, you, your brother, he, he, he has put this thing in the house. I will lash him. I will beat him. He shouldn't come to this house. So, there's a dispute. Then, big brother comes and says, oh, daddy, I know that uh, my younger brother, who is, your, who is also your son, has done so, so and so. Are we okay with that? Okay. But daddy, please forgive him. Forgive him. But daddy said, okay, what about the thing that he has put? Then big brother says, I'll pay. I'll pay for it. Okay. So he pays for it. Or he goes to buy the thing to replace it. Are we okay with that? And then big, big brother comes to search for you and brings you home. And then he said, daddy, please, I'll, I'll pay the thing. Please kindly forgive. So daddy says that I've forgiven you. Are we okay with that? Okay. Now, here, big brother has acted in the place of righteousness to reconcile daddy to son. And this is what Jesus did. Now, the place where I read, I, I read to you, um, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Now, let's, 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 let's go quickly to that place. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We are about to end. We just have about eight minutes more. So I'm sure we'll continue. We have more to talk about righteousness, but we'll continue. Second Corinthians chapter five. Okay, let me begin from um, let me begin from verse um, verse seventeen. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now let's let's watch here. He said, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ. And have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And had committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. So let's, let's, let me read it in a, in a more relaxed translation. For you to, oh, the kingdom of God is so beautiful. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Okay. From verse, I read from verse um, 17, second Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 17. Okay, second Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 17. He said, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. So you realize that God was able to do this thing, this reconciliation. He was able to reconcile us through Christ. And so Christ was made our righteousness. 
So he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can go to the Father except through me. I am the means of righteousness. I am the way by which a man can be aligned to the Father. So righteousness also can mean alignment. Because when the father, when the son sinned against his father, he ran out. He was in disalignment. And he needed big brother to bring him into alignment. This is our kingdom. This, this, so, so there was a, an issue with relationship. So big brother reconciled. Okay. Reconciled son to what? Daddy. Okay. So if I make this a more perfect thing, are we okay with that? Okay. Because in the first example, we realized that daddy was happy. Daddy was sad. Okay. And big brother was the one who was supposed to come and do it. But God, okay. So let's, let me, let me, let me, let me use a more perfect example. So let's say that I did something wrong. Okay. And I stole something at home. I destroyed something. So I ran. I ran home. Okay. And daddy came and said, big brother, go and search for your, your, your younger brother. This is God. Are we okay? Because it was God that initiated the ministry of reconciliation. And it was the scripture that I read. First Corinthians chapter what? Chapter, um, First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, okay, verse 30, he said, But of him are we in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, sanctification, righteousness. So God was the one who made Christ righteousness unto us. So this example that I'm, I'm creating, so I did the wrong thing and I ran away from home. Then daddy came to uh, uh, big brother, I said, big brother, go and search for your, 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 your younger brother. Go and search for my son. Are we okay with that? I know he has brought this thing. But do you know something? Go and search for him. And when you are, I, I want to give you this money. Okay. When you are coming, this thing that he has bought. Okay. Come and replace the thing. So big brother goes to search for younger brother and brings him to daddy. So even though daddy was at home, big brother went to search for younger brother and brought him and said, daddy is no longer angry with you. He says, come on. Are we okay with that? So big brother is acting as a means of reconciliation by bring by restoring what the relationship between what daddy and what and son. So Christ was set as a means of righteousness. Are we okay with that? I don't even have time to go into uh, uh, Christ being righteousness by virtue of he his mediation. So I made mention of uh, several things. Okay, by means I've only spoken of Christ uh, as our righteousness. Okay, by reason of what reconciliation. But it is also by reason of what? Mediation. By reason of what? Intercession. By reason of what? Advocacy. And the scripture I quoted in First John chapter 2. Okay, the Bible says that what? Uh, little children, I write unto you that ye sin not. And he says that, but if, in, he said, and if any man sin, or but if any man sin, okay, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus, the righteous. Oh, even by virtue of righteousness, he's our propitiation. Oh, too much. Too much. Too much. So, he said, we have an advocate. We have somebody that speaks on our behalf. Jesus, the righteous. You see? So, our, his advocacy is based on what? The righteousness that God has made him. So, Jesus has become our righteousness by virtue of relationship. At first, we, the daddy was, was, was angry with us. Daddy, okay, because we are sinned, okay, and his wrath was there. But daddy, by his, also by his love, okay, he set Jesus as a means of what? Righteousness. So that through Jesus, he reconciled us to himself. So now, we are no more at loggerheads with daddy. We are no longer disaligned from daddy. We are, we are aligned with him. Because he has set a, a person as our righteousness. He has set a person as an advocacy. He has set a person as a means of reconciliation. And Christ has become our righteousness. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so beautiful. Wow. So, in this, so you see that righteousness is what? The nature of God. Secondly, his dealings. Are we okay with that? Okay. That is in, in the, in the side of God, according to his deity, but also to man. Okay. Because God wanted man to partake in this righteousness. Okay. Very good. Okay, and he knows that his requirement as his and his standard are so high. Okay, he did something. Okay, he reconciled he reconciled man to himself. So I've already so we are talking about what the reconciliation that comes as a result of what of 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 uh, the reconciliation that comes up as a result of Christ being what our righteousness. Are we okay with that? Okay. Now next week we are also going to speak about Christ being our righteousness by nature. 
Are we okay with that? Christ being our righteousness, uh, our righteousness by nature. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And I'm sure you are really going to love it. So next week we'll speak about righteousness, uh, Christ being our righteousness by nature. Okay, very good. So that is Christ, that, that's all that is under Christ being our righteousness. But after that, we are also going to learn about righteousness in the kingdom. Okay, the work or the work of righteousness. Then we also talk about the works of righteousness. Are we okay with that? Now that the Father has reconciled us to Himself, and now that He has given us the nature of what? Of righteousness. How does He expect us to act in the kingdom? Are we okay with that? Okay. So we have come to an end of, of, of today's lesson. I hope you were blessed. I hope you were blessed. We are speaking about righteousness on the aspect of God. Okay, that it is the nature of God that shows that what He is immutable, He is faithful, He is trustworthy. And then we spoke about righteousness, okay, according to His His demands. So I said what the Bible said: Seek ye first the kingdom and His righteousness. Okay, very good. So seek ye first the kingdom and His right requirement. Okay, His dealings, His demands, His standards. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And then I've also spoken about uh, righteousness in aspect to us. Okay, and in in aspect in in righteousness in relation to us. I've spoken about how the fact that Christ is what our righteousness on two uh, on on two factors. I've explained only one, okay, through relationship, righteousness through relationship, okay, which is reconciliation, mediation, advocacy, and all those kind of things. God richly bless you for joining us for today. I hope you were blessed. I hope you were blessed. I hope you were blessed. Comment and share. God richly bless you. I'll see you the same time next week. Let's just take a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We have studied about your righteousness today. Father, open our eyes to see more. Open our eyes to see more. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.